Quantum Kickflip is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. to clack the spoons together in what you hope is a rhythmic way, louder clacking sounds begin to ring out all around, and large, white shapes begin to spill out of the tiny, cooled magma tunnels. The bones land in a heap, but they don't stay that way for long. They shift and rattle as they reassemble into full-blown skeletons. There are a total of six. They beat the rhythm with- Let me finish my description. Yeah, come on, gang. They beat the rhythm with their bones, but they are holding weapons, and they advance towards you threateningly. Now can I attack? You gotta roll for initiative. Oh. Wait, I, I don't remember clacking the spoons. I thought I was blowing across them. Maybe you clacked them accidentally. Uh, Believe me, the next thing I was gonna do was, was clack them. That's probably, I probably clacked them accidentally in my per, in my failure of the check. That makes sense. Anyway, everyone roll initiative. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Got you it. You got it. Juniper, what's uh, six plus two? Uh, that'd be an eight. And I got a 12, so I think I beat you. I, I get to go first, or before you at least. I got a 9. Uh, I got an 18. I got a 16. So it goes Angus, then Nick, then me, then Lake, then Chester? Well, and the skeletons are in here as well. Oh, yeah, I don't know what they rolled. Oh, yeah, what they roll? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, we told you all ours. Yeah, but it's it's like a Dungeon Master's surprise thing. Yeah, that's why she has the screen. Come on, Elliot, I thought we really grew as a crew over the course of this school year. Secrets, secrets are no fun. You can tell us. Yeah, you can trust us. Craven, you can, uh, you can roll your attack now. Oh, nice. Remember, there are there are six skeletons. Uh, okay, so there are six of them. Um, are they uh, close or are they far away? Uh, they're... are they like short, medium, or long? <laughs> <laughs> they actually, uh, like I said, there are six of them, and they actually kind of look like all of you. It's like as if all your friends are skeletons. Whoa. So you have one that kind of looks like uh, like a big half-orc. You have one that kind of looks like a, a skinny brooding elf. You have one that looks like a centaur mermaid. Like, you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I thought you meant they looked like us in the room. Like the skeletons of Chester and, and yourself. I was I was really freaked out. There was like a Jumanji thing going on. Oh, oh boy. Is the mermaid centaur one also wearing like a bony seashell bikini uh, yeah otherwise how would you know that makes sense yeah yeah uh, I'm gonna draw my daggers and I'm gonna attack with my daggers okay roll for attack okay I rolled a 10 that so does that cut off like a hand or, or like a head or just like a finger that does not hit oh dang it uh, do you have any bonus actions uh, okay, I have cunning action, uh, I have sneak attack, can I use sneak attack? Only if you hit. Oh, I didn't hit though. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have, um, fast hands, cunning action to use sleight of hand, can I use sleight of hand to, like, steal one of their bones? I guess. Okay, here I go. I rolled a two, plus six is eight. 
you do not successfully steal any bones. Ah, dang it. Okay, I think that's the end of my turn. All right. Uh, Errol, you're up. I want to cast a spell. <laughs> okay. Uh, Errol uh, is going to is going to conjure up his um, one of his spells, Hail of Thorns. And, and because I have, I have activated that with my bonus action, uh, when I make this attack with my longbow, uh, I should be able to... It'll cause a, a bunch of thorns to, to erupt out of the the arrow once it hit, if it hits near a skeleton, and they'll, they might get entangled. Okay, cool. Go ahead. So I roll for the longbow, and that is a... Is it 6 plus 7 is 13? I always forget. Is it defender wins on a tie, or is it attacker wins on a tie? Attacker usually. That's how that's how Camry does it. All right, then yes, you've hit. All right, and then because of that, uh, well, I guess I gotta roll the normal damage of the attack first. Uh, Are you just aiming for one skeleton? Is that how this is working? Yeah, I want to aim for the one that looks the most like Arrow. Or wait, is there a weasel skeleton? No, there's only there's only six. So the sixth one looks like Wilton. Oh, never mind. I'm gonna aim for Wilton. Okay. Wilton's skeleton. Sorry. Good catch. Uh, so that's five plus three piercing. Okay. And then in addition to that, target uh, of the attack and each creature within five feet has to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. So they're all pretty close together. They fail. All of them fail. Whoa. Nice. Oh, man. That means they're going to take... Oh, my gosh. Do I have a d10? Oh, they're they're gonna take t- t- ten more piercing damage each. Wow, nice. Okay, well the one that looks like Wilton is is gone. It just like the the vines explode up through it and send the bones shattering and and skittering away. Whoa! Oh my gosh! I I know I've like fought a lot of things with a sword in real life, but like this is pretty exciting, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Gwendolyn, it is your turn. Ooh, okay. So I told you guys that I did a lot of reading about this, and and I may have read all of the core rule books that that Elliot got from Ramona, not just the the player one. Um, and I know that skeletons are are vulnerable to bludgeoning damage, so I'm, I'm going to use my great club to try and bludgeon one of them. Nice, sounds good. I guess the one that looks like me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Juniper, Juniper. What? Rage. Oh, I, I mean, I don't I don't know if she'd be angry. Like, I'm probably more surprised that they're literal skeletons. skeletons. I just, I, I don't know, it seems really rash to just, just fly into a rage like that. Like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. I'll just, I'll, I'll just hit him with my great club. Um, all right, that's a 12, and then I add, that'd be my strength, and then the proficiency, I, a 16. Uh, yeah, that hits. Roll for damage. Oh, cool. Um, okay, which one is the, right. Oh, I only rolled a one. But it's plus four, so five bludgeoning damage. And the because they're uh, vulnerable, that is double to ten bludgeoning damage. So you shatter this skeleton. It just it shards of it go flying every which way. Whoa! The other thing I know from the book about skeletons is that they're immune to poison. So Gwendolyn wants to pick up one of the shattered bones and start licking it to see if maybe she can pick up some of the poison immunity to cure her poison. Ooh, wait, I was supposed to roll with disadvantage. Oh, you were. All right, I'll try again. <laughs> Ooh, I rolled better. Okay, so the first one stands. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, she's going to lick a bone to see if she can try and pick up the poison immunity. Um, You make the bone kind of wet. I know it probably doesn't work, but she's her intelligence is pretty low, so. Yeah, it. you're right. It doesn't work. Oh, I would have tried that. She's going to keep licking it anyway. 
How sanitary are these bones? Are, are you sure Gwendolyn won't pick up even more infection or disease? Well, like I said, she's got pretty low intelligence, so she's going to go for it. Plus, she's a half-orc and a barbarian. She's probably, like, used to pretty pretty unsanitary conditions out in the wild, so I'm sure she's probably got a good uh, metabolism and immune system and stuff. I mean, th- that's what I would do. All right, it's the skeleton's turn. Now you know where they go. Uh, they're absolutely horrified at what you've done to their compatriots, and uh, um, one of them is going to shamble towards you, Errol. And it's the one that looks like you because it's still standing. <gasps> and it rolls a nat one. It does nothing to you. <gasps> so <laughs> it just goes real wide. Um, and another one is going to go up to you, Craven. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And wow, I am not rolling well tonight. It it rolls a 10. Uh, my AC is 15. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, there are two more. One of them goes up to Gwendolyn and also rolls terribly. That's an eight. Tragic. 14 for me. No dice. And then... There's lots of dice, but... And the last one, uh, it looks around and is going to go after Riley. Bring it. And oh my goodness. Also misses. Is this the one that looks like me? It is the one that looks like you. Sweet. What do these skeletons sound like? Uh... Yeah, or skeletons. Nice. Whoa. Oh, I didn't know they talked. Accurate. Um, technically they can't speak, but I thought that would be pretty boring, so I decided to give them voices. Nice. Yeah, it's the great thing about this game. The rules are really just like a jumping off point to create your own story, which I think is really fun. All right, Riley, it's your turn. Um, yeah, so I had messaged you about this beforehand, um, uh, Elliot. Because uh, I, I was going through all the, the cleric um, spells, and there isn't really, like, a lot of water ones. And she's, mm-hmm. you know, formerly a mermaid. So um, I have Sacred Flame, but it doesn't make sense that she'd shoot fire out of her hands as a mermaid centaur. Mm-hmm. So um, instead of it dealing um, radiant damage, uh, can it, it's going to deal force damage. Okay. Uh, and it's like a water, like a fire hose. Gotcha. I, I dig that very much. Yeah. Yeah, like I was just saying, you can kind of just... You know, just like you gave the skeletons a voice, I just tweaked it a little. It doesn't change anything particularly, uh, but it just makes more sense. So yeah, um, Riley uh, um, holds her her spell focus, which is like um, a piece of coral that she got from uh, 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 Riptide Addle, uh, and sort of waves it at the skeletons, um, and uh, like a blast of, uh, she puts her hand out straight out, uh, and like a blast of like water, like a fire hose, goes blasting at one of them, uh, and it's a, it's a spell attack. I'm gonna roll it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm rolling great. I got a 16 plus spell attack bonus is a five, um, so 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits absolutely. Uh, roll damage. Sweet. So this is D8 instead of radiant. It's water damage. So she's like blasting this guy like, you know, fire hose style. Aww. I got one damage. <laughs> All right. Well, it's uh, you. You like managed to to send like a chunk of it flying, but it is still standing. And this was at the one that looks like me. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All okay, right. It's my turn. Guy, it's you. Um. Okay. So how many skeleton guys are left? Four. Okay. Um. They're they're not looking too good either. They're like barely standing up. Oh. Okay. Great. Um. Are, are they kind of like spread out? Or are they kind of close together? Uh, they're kind of spread out. They came from, like, all sides of the walls, if that makes sense. Well, there's actually, there's one in front of Craven, there's one in front of Errol, there's one in front of Gwendolyn, and there's one in front of Riley. Oh, okay, they're kind of everywhere, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, what happens if I uh, I cast um, uh, burning hands? Like my hand, because I'm like a, a magic chef, right? So like I just like open my hands and just like you know I, I would normally cook people, I uh, cook things, but now I'm going to just like cook these skeletons, you know. Hmm. Um, so so how many of them can I get in there without hurting my friends? Uh, that's a cone, right? It's a cone, yeah. Of like uh, 15 feet. Mm-hmm. I I'll say you can get all of them, but you have to move. Okay, you got it. I'm I'm going to move. How do I do that? You, you just move. Wow, this is easy. This is fantastic. I I totally get this game. Okay, um, so it's a dexterity saving throw. All right. It's a DC. It's a DC 11. All right. I guess you got. I guess you got to beat eleven. It's pretty low because I I made this really quick and I put my uh, intelligence as twelve and apparently intelligence is important for um, a magic. Was that your chef. highest roll? Was it twelve? Well, no. I my highest roll was a seventeen, but I put it into wisdom because I'm like I know cooking's about intuition and insight and kind of going that way. And then I was mm. like. Oh, and then I was like, my constitution, you know, that's your health. Um, that should be 16 because I'm like, I eat really good. So, you know, I put it there. And then like... You got a 17 and a 16 and didn't put either one in your intelligence, your spellcasting modifier? I, I didn't I didn't read it. I, I did it really quick because I'm doing it based on what I think a good chef would do. And then I put my 14 into my dexterity because I'm like, a good chef's got to be good with a knife. You, gotta, you can't just cut your fingers off. So I put that there, and then I put my my strength, put it as a 12 as well, because I'm like, I, you know, you gotta be uh, pretty strong to lift all those, like, big things of wheat into the kitchen. So, you know, you gotta do that. <laughs> he's got a good point, Angus. Cooking is much more about intuition. It's not like he's a baker. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, that's a good point. All right, uh, I, uh, happy happy to, no, sad, sad to announce that three out of four skeletons failed the deck save. Oh, great. Okay, here we go. I've got, um, three, uh, D6. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, on three D6, I roll, okay, six plus six <laughs> plus three. That's like 15, I think. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter that the one Past the deck save, you obliterate all of them. They are all dead. Chester, wow. you did it. Good job. I'm really good at this game, I'm pretty sure. And so I like, I, I say, after they all go down, I say, I'm like, ah, you know what's on the menu? Some burnt bone guys. That's pretty good. Is that, that was a good line, yeah. Yeah, thank There's you. something. Uh, watching the skeletons uh, immolate uh, into ash all around me makes me really sad and reflective. You're so brooding. Your character's so brooding. Yeah, he's got like a he's got a lot of like really heavy stuff. I can yeah, I can't wait to learn more about tell. this tragic backstory. Man, I can't uh, wait. yeah, it's super detailed and also super tragic. I definitely wrote it all down. I can't wait. Do you want to talk about it, Craven? No. No, I said no. <laughs> wow, that was a close one, gang. I'm glad we made it through. W- was it a close one? I feel like we really laid the smack down on those skeletons. 
Yeah, I probably should have had more skeletons for you. I took six damage, but it was from the poison from before the skeletons. Ooh, speaking of that, Chester, your your character is a chef, right? Yeah. If I give you the bone that I'm licking, uh. can you try and brew it into some sort of um, antidote to the poison? Because skeletons are resistant. Oh, are we, do we want to take that long rest so he can do his cooking again now? Oh, I didn't know. Like, that's for his, his ability that he has. But but it, I don't know if he has to do that for every time he cooks. Well, and like, all it gives is like some temporary hit points. It doesn't say anything about uh, healing poison. You need an herbalism kit for that. But but you do need to rest before you can cook again? That's right. I you need Nine a- hours, here we come. Oh, I don't want to hold up the party or anything. I just thought you could, you know, try and like freestyle a recipe and see if you come up with anything um uh uh elliot can he roll elliot, like a can, can performance or something a performance why would yeah he he's performing the act of cooking he's, i have he's well i chef. have i have chef's tools proficiency Mm-hmm. you can use your you can roll for proficiency i guess that would add a huh i i, I would allow adding wisdom to that since we're talking about cooking being intuition Right. Sure. Okay. Um, Proficiency plus wisdom. Okay. Um, I give you the bone, so you have your ingredients. Okay. I get. I take the bone and I, I put it in the pot or whatever, and I have my uh, create bonfire spell oh, going. Can I, can I give him guidance? I have the cantrip guidance. Sure. Okay, uh, Chester. What you can have one deep. Uh, I touch one willing creature. Chester, do you consent to my, my, my uh, Riley touching guy? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. then once before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of its choice. Okay. I believe a tool a tool check is a is a ability check. Yeah. Okay. So, on on the d4, I roll a 1. And on the d20, I roll a 1. So, get out. Does 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 a 2 do, does a 2 beat it? Does that get it for me? Who add your proficiency? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, so now that's uh, four. And your wisdom, and your wisdom. Oh, wisdom. Elliot said you could add wisdom. Oh, that's plus five. That's that's a really good score. Even, um, it's my best score. So uh, nine. Does that do it? No. Oh. Even if, even if we weren't playing with the house rule that nat ones always fail, nine still isn't good enough. Oh, I thought I had it. Man, I thought. Thanks I for really trying, had. Chester. I appreciate I it. It's okay. I'll stay poisoned. Uh, Gwendolyn rubs her big half orc tummy and says, "I don't feel so good." <laughs> Jennifer, you really should do a character voice like everyone else. I'm trying so hard, Nick. I'll. I promise I'll do better. Just listen to Nick next time he does his character voice. It's pretty good. Okay, I'll take notes. Wanna... I'm good at yeah. taking notes. Uh, w- Wilton kind of looks around and he's like, "Well, I I think you had the right idea, but maybe if you played the spoons the right way." They might do something better. There was transmutation magic all over them, you know. Yeah, can I can I try to play them? Because um, I, I figure so because she's kind of got like little mermaid vibes. Maybe she's got a whole bunch of what's it, and at some point there's like a you know like a not an actual flashback, but we see her singing the song like what do you call it a spoon? Uh, and then she, <laughs> she, she plays the spoons. Wait, but before that, I think Arrow takes some offense to the the way that uh, old 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 what's his tandy just said the right way. Oh, okay. I might have to knock an arrow towards this guy. Uh, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna attack the friendly NPC. No, don't. No, no I'm just knocking an arrow, and I'm gonna say what What do you mean? 
What no. do you mean by what the right way? Well, it's pretty intimidating. Um, maybe we shouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't know if this is how you resolve a fight. You know, this is. I don't know. Well, young man, I was simply talking about uh, the way you uh, are meant to clack them between your legs and your hands uh, to make them clack, you see, rather than to blow across them. That seems subjective. I'm watching you, gnome. I'm watching you. That's a <laughs> This is some really good role playing. Uh, Nick, good job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I like the tension. Um, can I can I roll my performance check? I have plus one. Yeah, go for it. By all means. All right. Uh, uh, Riley's going to see if she remembers how spoons work uh, as a musical percussion instrument, or if the song will be like, what was that thing? I don't know. I truly don't know. I failed my performance check. Well, what'd you get? I got a seven. Yeah. Well, maybe a seven wins. No, a seven does not win. No, man. There's, there's more, like, slight rumbling, but the you fought all the skeletons, so more skeletons don't come. Somebody else try. Who's got a good performance? Uh, I know... A guy said he had proficiency with cooking sub- cooking tools. Yeah. Would oh. that give him proficiency to perform with these? I'd allow that. That's great. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's great. There you go, guy. Uh, and, and so so what do I add to it? I got my proficiency bonus. And charisma. And... Okay. Oh, well, charisma is at a minus three because I'm a grumpy chef. Here we go. I rolled... I rolled a, uh, I rolled an eight, but with all the minuses and everything, it's a seven. Okay. Um, Angus, you have proficiency in performance, don't you? You have really uh, high charisma. That's like your whole deal, isn't it? Like, I have a pretty high charisma. I guess I can give it a shot. Um, uh, and, and Craven reaches out, and, and, and he's going to take the spoons, and he says, I haven't played an instrument since the incident. Oh, wow. But now I have to do this for my team, for my crew, and for my friends. Oh, you know what? Uh, what? Wilton is so inspired that he gives you the help action for free. He He's, he's going to smile encouragingly at you. Craven doesn't need your pandering gnome. <laughs> but you get to roll with advantage. Oh, but I get to roll with advantage, Nick. Oh, okay, fine. That's that. I guess Craven right. does need your pandering, gnome. But I'm still watching him. I'm gonna yeah, give you pa- guide. Pa- pander. Sorry, Lake. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna cast guidance, but that's yeah. I touch you. I, I, does does Craven consent to uh, Riley touching him? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, okay. He's she totally gently... good with that. Yeah, she gently puts her hand on uh, his shoulder, kind of like I'm doing now, and you can, you get a plus four. Uh, sorry, a plus a D4. A D4? Yeah. Nice. Okay, so I'm rolling with advantage with a D4. Mm-hmm. Play I appreciate those you're not taking your hand away from my shoulder, like it's really helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So with my D4, I rolled a two, and then I rolled an 18. And a 16, so I'm going to take the 18, plus 2 is 20, plus 2 for my uh, charisma is 22. You successfully feel the rhythm with your hands. The walls around you tremble as a heretofore unseen door rumbles open. The way forward glows dully with warm red light, and heat begins pouring in. Whoa. Critical spit! 
You did it! <laughs> oh, sorry, I sprayed Coke everywhere. Yeah, I'm gonna go refill my drink. Give me one sec. Nick, it's all over my character sheet. Oh, no. Hello again, it's Juniper editing the PCAST for Chester, but don't worry, the episode's not over. I'm just here to quickly thank our sponsors, and then there's more episodes, so don't go anywhere, okay? This episode of The Factual Play was brought to you by Pod Power. Uh, with Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Is This For Real? Is This For Real is a podcast about various facets of black life in Edmonton. In the first season of the show, Breaking the Blue Wall, host Omar Salafu explores anti-black racism and policing and tells stories about policing in schools, accountability in Alberta's policing system, and the impacts of police violence on black Edmontonians. You can listen to the podcast and read more about each episode at isthisforreal.ca. You can also support the work of these podcasters in future seasons on Patreon. This episode was also brought to you by ATB. ATB was built to help Alberta businesses. From CEBA applications to lending information, debt consolidation, loans or deferrals, whatever your business is facing right now, ATB is here to help with expert advice. And with today's economy top of mind in business, stay up to date with The Future of Podcast, hosted by ATB's chief economist, Todd Hirsch. To learn more, visit atb.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. You can check them out at amaas.ca. And we're also proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network, who have a ton of amazing, locally made shows over at albertapodcastnetwork.com. We'll be dropping the thrilling conclusion of Weird Gravity Plays D&D in one week on Wednesday, September 14th, or two days early if you're a part of our Patreon. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Uh, here's the rest of the episode. The heat of the room is overwhelming. As you enter the newly opened door, you see a vast chamber which narrows to an opening at the far end. This opening is not like the others. It's ringed with molten rock, forming a liquid arch that drips and hisses with magma. A powerful red light shines from beyond the archway, masking strange dancing shapes. In front of this opening, you see a floating mass with four appendages sprouting off of it. It swings around to look at you with a single eye in the middle of its head four other eyes blinking at the end of the stalks. <clears throat> no one must enter the portal, it insists. <laughs> Sweet, Elliot. That's a great oh. voice. Good job. I was a really good voice. It was like, I was like, is that Elliot? I don't know. All right, everyone roll for initiative, please. Whoa. Oh, can I roll persuasion to ask the eyeball monster to let us through? Uh, He's not gonna. Wait, I'm gonna what try if I... rolling. Hang, hang on. on. Hang on, Angus. I actually think, that, can, I, can I try to calm his emotions? It it would take someone who's hostile to, to to less hostile if I succeed. Then you can probably persuade him. Can I, ca- I guess can we I calm all him have down? to roll initiative first, and then you can do it on your turn. Okay, fair. I got a six. I got five. Three plus four. I got a seven. Um, I got I got a, a eleven, uh, and I got a sixteen. Oh wow, same as last time. So it goes Nick, then Chester, then. Angus, then me, then Lake? Yep. You come up with that so fast, Juniper. And the eyeball monster, I guess. We don't know where he goes. Oh, yeah. Where does he go? I can't tell you. Well, I'll find out. All right. Uh, Errol, you go first. I think Errol is also tempted by by all the talks of, of calming this this beast and, and, and speaking with it on an even plane. Okay. But Vessling just hates this thing, and I, I can't control my, my giant weasel. He runs forward. He tries to bite the eyes. All right, roll, uh, roll an attack. 
does 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 a nineteen hit? Yeah, it it hits. Oh my gosh, Vesley, he takes he takes such a giant whirling bite attack at this thing. Uh huh. Roll damage. I don't have the proper type of die out. Sorry. <laughs> uh, here it is. Four plus three plus two is nine. All right. Uh, definitely takes a chunk out. It screams. Uh, which sounds something like. Whoa. Guy, you go next. Oh, that's me. Um, okay. Uh, well, uh, how, how far away did you say he is? Um, he's probably, uh, I guess about 30 feet away. You get to him in a move. Oh, that's great. That's exactly, it's very convenient for me. I'm going to move up the 30 feet. And like as I'm getting close, like I'm I'm a, I'm a really good chef, right? So I'm going to cast my uh, recipe known as Cloud of Daggers, and I fill the air with spinning daggers, but they're going to be like kitchen knives, and and, and it's going to be a, a five five foot cube, a, f- a cube five feet on each side, centered on a point I choose. I what? Well, I'm only going to move up a little bit then, I guess. I don't want to be in the cube. I'm gonna put it right on 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 this eye guy, and I'm just you know like, guess what we're serving up today? Eyeballs. Okay, this is what I say. Um, he has to uh uh uh, uh take forty four slashing damage. Okay. Is there a, an attack or a save? No, that's a good good thing about this guy. Is that uh, uh, just takes uh, 44 uh, uh, slashing damage uh, uh, when it enters the spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there? Gotcha. It's just automatic. Well, world damage. You got it. Okay, that's a three and a three. So it's, it was a three, a three, a three, and a two. So that's. Uh, 11 points of slashing damage as it goes. Wow. Uh, yeah, you're... They're like magical uh, chef's knives. I want you to just, like, think about that. And it's just like, that's pretty cool for a chef to do, right? <laughs> Cleaver and Calamity! That sounds like a really big hit! It, it is a pretty big hit. Uh, Craven, it's your turn now. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, okay. So, now that uh, uh, this monster has been uh, bit by a weasel and attacked... Uh, uh, and and is uh, shrouded in a cloud of daggers. I think now's a really good time for me to try to convince him to let us through. So okay, I'm gonna roll my persuasion <laughs> check. Okay, I you rolled want a t- the intimidation now. Uh, because we're like hurting him. No, because I I just want to ask. Oh okay. Yeah. So uh, okay, I rolled a twelve plus uh four. That's a sixteen. Uh, no. no. That's a really high roll, though. Yeah, but you you already attacked it. It's like sometimes you can't n- persuade yourself out of a combat. That seems weird. Oh. You can try again next round. Maybe if you roll higher, it'll work. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. I guess. Can I use my cunning action to hide? Yeah. Okay. So I do that. No. Yeah. I got to roll stealth. Oh. Okay. Uh. Dang it. There's so many rolls. Okay. Uh. I rolled a seventeen plus six is twenty three. Yeah, you hide. Cool. So I'm gonna, um, I, I guess next time I'm gonna burst out and use my sneak attack and, and kill him. I guess. But that's next time. Next time I'm gonna kill him. All right. Gwendolyn, it's your turn. Ooh, okay. Um, 
This is like this this guy seems pretty intimidating. He seems like kind of a big final boss before the the, the portal or whatever, right? Yeah, he's got like a lot of eyes. That's like a that's a that's a, like a classic boss guy. All right. Well, if if this is the, you know, the big final climactic encounter and and maybe the last fight we're going to have, then Gwendolyn knows exactly what to do. She's been saving something for this. Oh, are you going to rage? What? Oh. No, I don't I don't think she's angry. I, I was just gonna put away my great club and pull out my great axe, cause, you know, slashing damage seems like it would hurt an eye more than bludgeoning. Oh. I mean anything feels like it would hurt an eye. That's a good point. It doesn't upset you that he doesn't want us to go through the portal. He said we couldn't. It's just that I can only do it like three times per long rest, and so if I use one on this, what if we need it later? I only have three, and like what if what if we need to do it three times and I've I've burned one on this? You know that once you go into a rage, you can stay in a rage as long as you do damage or take damage, right? Mm, still seems risky. I'm going to hit him with my great axe. Okay. Ooh, does a 17 hit? I believe it does. Yeah. Yes. All right, and I'm rolling my damage. <clears throat> uh, Gwendolyn raises up her great axe. She she puts her great club away and, and unsheaths. Do great axes don't have sheaths. She un clasps her great axe from the, the leather strap that she carries it on and it catches the light um, from the magma and it reflects menacingly and she looks at this eyeball guy right in his eyeball and, and she says um, no one goes through the portal well uh, then I guess call us no one and she brings her great axe down uh, for 7 plus 4, 11 points of slashing damage. Wow. Oh, 11 points is pretty good. It's too bad it's not more. I wish there was a way that you could do more damage because you're like a barbarian. It's too bad you, didn't, you couldn't do more. Yeah, I mean, it says that I only get to roll the 1d12 plus 4, so. All right, Riley. Oh, okay. See, I see everyone working so hard as a team to get this guy. Um, I was going to calm his emotions, but um, he, he seems um, beyond the point of no return. That was the problem. You, I rolled initiative higher than you. Yeah. I didn't let you cast calm emotions first. Mm, ah, that would have made it. a big difference to the whole weasel bite situation. <sighs> dang it. Um, but that's fine. I have a different plan. I have lots of spells. Clerics have lots of cool ways to like manipulate the reality around them. Um, so Riley is going to uh, start clomping her hooves in like a click, 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 click. Uh, and is going to bless... Um, uh, did you stealth though? You you said you stealthed Angus, right? Uh, yeah, I'm hiding. All right, so well she's no gonna cast cast it on the four people she can see at second level. Gonna cast bless to uh, um, uh, Errol and Guy and uh, um, Madam Gut Punch. What was your name again? Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Uh, Gwendolyn, and then also uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Tandy Bar. Oh, nice. Wait, I mean, if you're casting a spell on everyone you can see, then maybe you can see Craven. No, I don't think I can. I think I, I can. Oh. I can target four people at second level, and I'm gonna try to do the four people I can see. Oh, okay. Uh, so everybody gets another D4 on any uh, attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, and the spell ends in a minute. So as long as I don't get like um, punched, um, this she'll continue to bless you. And so she's just like, um, just channeling the good vibes of the ocean, uh, like like centaurs are known to do. <laughs> Radical. All right. It is now the spectator's turn. That's what it's called, by the way. It's called a spectator. Sweet. Because it has eyes and it spectates you. Whoa. I also realized I forgot to add Wilton to the initiative, so he'll go next round. 
Uh, hey, hey, Gwendolyn, make a wake, make a wisdom saving throw for me. A wisdom? Oh no! And I have to do it at disadvantage because of the poison, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, my wisdom is a twelve, so that gives me plus one at least. Uh, okay. I rolled a three and a two, so I have to take the two. Plus one, that's three. And then do I get to roll the bless? You can roll the bless, yeah. I don't think okay. it's going to get Ooh, you. I rolled a four, so that's three plus four is seven. All right. You cannot take reactions until the end of your next turn. <laughs> this uh, uh, light shoots out of the eye stalk and hits you right in the face. And you realize that you're very confused and you can't quite figure out where your friends are and you can't quite figure out where the spectator is and it feels like on your next turn you might actually just attack at a random person instead of who you want to attack oh no no yeah okay that's the end of the round the glow of the portal grows brighter and the heat around you intensifies a tongue of flame lashes through the opening soon joined by another and another until what appears to be a great towering beast composed entirely of fire forms before you this fire elemental is large, much bigger than the spectator. It thunders in a language that sounds like the cracking of logs and the roar of an inferno. All this to say, it sounds angry. 